My name is Dirty Mike. And I'm the Big Ugly. And you are listening to the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast, now on YouTube. Now, finally, episode 13. Finally. We're finally on YouTube. That's right. We're still on SoundCloud. We love SoundCloud. But uh, we are now on YouTube. We're sharing it on Facebook. We're sharing it everywhere we can. We still got our Facebook page, Dirty Ugly Wrestling. Um, we still got our email, DirtyUglyWrestling at gmail.com. There's so many ways to find us, Big Ugly. Right. It's so many ways, and we want to hear from you guys. We want your comments on what's going on in the wrestling business, whether it's EWA, WWE, whatever you're watching, TNA, if you still watch that. It's still around. It's still Pop around. TV. Yeah, right. They're still trying to do something. Uh, you <laughs> Lucha know, Lucha's coming back on, right? That's right. NXT, yeah. Lucha Underground. We got it all. Uh, so you just call, you know, call in, or uh, yeah, I'm saying call in. My goodness. Um, We've had uh, enough call-ins, all right? We've gotten invaded. Yeah, you know, that's what everything. I was thinking yeah, about. Yeah. You know, we've, got, I'm, <laughs> we we've been taking, taking these. Calls. <laughs> yeah, we need to make outgoing yeah. calls is what we need to do. But, uh, yeah, we've had some issues with, uh, what is it called, the supremacy? Is that what the... That's uh, what they call themselves, yeah. Yeah, yeah and they've, they've called us. Um, they, 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 they took over. They it, really did. That flustered yeah. me a little yeah. bit. Let me tell you what. Um, you know, we got, uh, the supremacy's got to come to them. Uh, coming up. Uh, upcoming, depending on when you're listening to this podcast, uh, Saturday, September 24th, the big one, right. Big Ugly. Now, Evolution. Evolution. World War Z. Uh, Dirty Man, I got to ask you. What's up? Are you concerned about having to be in the ring when the supremacy? We know what happened to you last time. That's right. You were in there. Um, you got super kicked. I did. By uh, Prince Popstyle, TJ Sykes. The champion. The champion. The so-called. Yeah. Um, so are you are you concerned? Well, I tell you what, uh, I was thinking about that. And we had that free show at McAvoy Sports Bar and Grill, which EWA Pro Wrestling is uh, good for doing some uh, practice sessions, free shows, things like that. I was concerned getting in the ring because you know, it, but I was thinking about it. You know, that was out in an open area, it was out in public. You know, uh, still Maryland State Athletic Commission still has something to do with us. So, so I was, I felt okay getting in there. There was a lot of security around the ring, but obviously security hasn't been able to stop the supremacy yet. Yeah. Um, I mean, we know what happened to Racy Hawkins. We we do. So and that that's still that's still ways yeah. high. There's high no telling what they will do after that. No, so, no, not at all. I'm concerned of what they may do to somebody like Ray or somebody you know, like a fan or something like. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's what I'm concerned about. Me, you know what? I took a kicking and I keep on ticking. Um, I'm here. I'm still here to do my job. I'm going to do my job to the best of my ability, especially since it's. Evolution World War Z. That is our biggest event of the year. That is our Super Bowl. Um, we got two rings, two rings side by side, and uh, we're going to have a couple of ladder matches. We're going to have a double ring battle royal ladder match. Um, so we're going to have a seven way cruiserweight championship ladder match. Um, we got a lot. And of course, we know the guys from CZW. Uh, that's the uh, wrestling syndicate that's uh, based down in uh, Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, I believe it is. Um, we got those guys coming back on this show because they want more pieces of the supremacy and they want to join EWA. And but you never know, uh, they could—they're wild cards. You know what I mean? They—they they could go against EWA. They could go with EWA. Who knows? It's going to be wild. It's going to be hardcore. You're going to be there. Yeah, I'm going to be there. Um, and, and you know, you just never know what's going to happen. Um, I didn't see hashtag Pat Anthony joining Supremacy, but you know what? It happened. It did. So, um, you know, we, we just don't know. So I'm going to stay in the back all right? because I don't want to be next on their list to get super kicked or anything. So <laughs> I'm not getting Don't cross that seat, guardrail. Yeah. 
not coming across a guardrail and, uh, you know, because I don't know if security can protect me. I'm going to protect myself. I'm going to stay in the back. That's a good idea. Now, it's going to be a good show. You know, I got to say, the fans are going to be, you know, well taken care of. Security, guardrails, and we got everybody looking out for everybody else. Supremacy, you never know what's going to happen with them. It's true. Um, to bank on that, uh, hashtag Pat Anthony joining the Supremacy. He had a little bit of a, actually, not a little, a big surprise uh, when it came to uh, the last show that we had. Um, at Tall Cedars Hall in Parkville, Maryland. Um, he had a big surprise. He was in that gauntlet match. You remember that? Yeah, that match was, it was vicious. I mean, it was great matches. Great matches. Um, and one of the guys who came out to challenge, uh, we said any professional wrestler from any organization, and we had Rayburn. Uh, he is 350 up to 400 if he's one pound. I mean, he's huge. He's a big guy. Uh, he's relatively new in the business. However, he's been around long enough to befriend Pat Anthony on the backside, you know, before coming into EWA. And then when he came into EWA, that was his first target. Those guys were friends. Those guys were champions, tag team champions of other organizations. And Rayburn uh, actually expressed some interest to me. Uh, he said he wanted to uh, talk on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. A lot of people want to talk. On the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. I, I understand why. This is a, this podcast is on a popping, man. We got all different kinds of guests on here when we're not being invaded. <laughs> we're talking about great stuff, talking about wrestling, entertaining the fans. So are you telling me we're going to have him on today? I'm telling you that we're going to have Rayburn on this podcast. And he is the newest EWA pro wrestling superstar. And he is going to be at Evolution World War Z. I don't know exactly what he's going to be doing yet. But I tell you what, if he is a member of that big double ring ladder match battle royal i don't see anybody throwing him out now i don't see anybody throwing him out but then also you've got to ascend the ladder to climb up and get whatever the prizes are going to be up there normally we have contracts um the contracts are uh, one of them is for a championship opportunity, um, and another one uh, usually is for a different championship opportunity. But you never know with EWA Pro Wrestling. You never know what you're going to see. Um, we're going to see a lot of different stuff, and we're going to talk about WWE on this podcast. We're going to talk about the Cruiserweight Classic. We're going to talk about NXT, which is coming live to the Baltimore area very, very soon. Um, and we're going to talk about uh, Lucha, TNA, um, but, you know, we're going to get this little introduction out of the way. I know we go off on tangents all the time. This is what all we do. Let's let's go off on one tangent real quick. One tangent. Go ahead. I was trying to actually stay off the tangents, but I, go ahead. I know, but you, you know we're going to go yeah. into this eventually. Um, if you guys happened to see the most recent UFC pay-per-view event, you saw the big debut of one CM Punk. And uh, I, I need your thoughts on this, uh, Big Ugly. Now, there was hype. There was build-up, there was this uh, Road to Punk story and all this kind of stuff. The fight lasted a little over two minutes, maybe three minutes total, I yeah. think. And I mean, if you if you look at it, it's a little bit over two minutes. Um, there wasn't really much fight. It was just, Punk got, he just got pummeled. Like, it was just, it, 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 it was embarrassing in a sense, and it was just very disappointing. Because, did a lot of people think Punk was going to win? No. No. But... Did they think I he think, was going to get, like, just completely decimated? I don't think so either. I think everybody was at least hoping that he would put up a fight so you could kind of give him that pat on the back and be like, you know what, like, good job. Like, you know, you went in there. Nobody thought you could do it, but you kind of put up a fight. Maybe it went to decision. You know, maybe it went a couple rounds, and then, you know. But 
to go in, he just gets taken to the ground. He gets out wrestled on the ground, and then he gets choked out. He gets beat, you know, like his ear was all swollen. He afterwards. tapped out. Yeah, he completely tapped out. I don't really think he got in. Did he even get in a hit at all? Like, I didn't see any yeah. significant strikes no, or no any takedowns strikes. or anything it, like that. It was nothing, man. And and it just goes to show you that he was just way out of his depth. I know he tried to be very positive after the fight with Joe Rogan, but uh, but the, the the truth of the matter is he. He does not belong there. That's the truth of the matter. At, at that position, he doesn't belong. UFC went straight for the money with him. They knew that he would be a draw for money. That's what it was all about. And he was. And he was, right. They said that, you know, he brought in money. But you also, I mean, you want to protect fighters. And, I mean, it could have went worse. He, You can't get somebody. Now, he's like, all right, he trained for two years. But not even two years. Because if you remember, he got injured twice during right. training. Right. He had to get surgery and stuff. So, he's not, I mean, you're talking about somebody, no athletic background. Dolph Ziggler probably would have done better considering his wrestling background. Yeah. You know, than Punk did, who has no no uh, uh, athletic background whatsoever. Nope. And you put him in professional fights. These guys have been training for this most of their life. Most of these guys do martial arts all their life. And then they work their way up to these fights. And uh, it, it, it was just disappointing. Yeah, I mean, he came out to cult of personality, but, you know, he had that deal with, uh, you know, he had that deal with the, with the artists, with the musicians. WWE made a deal and they, uh, you know, revitalized the song a little bit. But, uh, hey, you know, everybody popped when he came out to that. Um, it was a good spectacle. The fight was nothing. You know, the yeah. fight was nothing. Will he come back to UFC? Maybe, maybe not. Will he fight in sort of uh, lower level? Maybe not these main event UFC cards? Maybe, maybe not. You know, always a possibility. I never say never because with the WWE, um, you know, they have brought other people back from a heck of a lot worse. And do we think, you know, could there be money capitalized on that? Could Punk work a hell of a lot less of a schedule, you know, than he did before? Could he finally get his WrestleMania main event? Can there be reconciliation? Who knows? I don't know. I think there'll be reconciliation. I will say, as far as UFC goes and him fighting again, I think UFC might give him one more shot, once again, because of the money. Kind of a, that redemption where it's like you kind of had your first match. Go ahead and train some more. See if you can pull out something a little better. I think if what happens to him happens again, they'll pull the plug on his contract. They'll, you know, because at that point they'll just kind of realize, you know, this this guy probably doesn't really stand much of a chance, especially at the age he's at, right? Of really improving to keep up with the younger guys, and um, you know, that might give Punk a little bit of humble pie. I, I do think that you know, in the future, it, it will open up some doors for WWE. Um, he did mention. That Vincent Man is currently suing him. So, like, because they were uh, they were asking about something. Uh, he was being asked during reporting. He said, "Well, I don't think Vince is going to reach out while he's in the middle of suing me." You know, so that is an issue. So they got to work out legal differences. I wonder if it's over up. the uh, the name which CM Punk had long before he came to WWE. But I don't know if they put their trademark, their stamp on it when he came in. I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't know if it was about the song again, uh, you know, any of the likenesses, rights, or anything like that. Who knows? But uh, I'm sure Vince is just trying to cover his butt professionally, you know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's what um, they're doing. Yeah, he's protecting, as as Austin would say, protecting the machine. You protecting know? the machine. But so. as we know, you know, we've had people like Hulk Hogan. We've had people like Ultimate Warrior. We've had people back and forth in lawsuits with the WWE forever. And, uh, you know, they're in, they're back, they're in the Hall of Fame, or they're not in the Hall You know, there's there are ways. I never say never. Right. And also, you know, I've heard talks that Hogan might actually be 
you know, back in communication with the WWE and could potentially be uh, coming coming back. Um, but we've Speaking gone of off which, on enough of a tangent. We have, and so, we do have a call in, and I know this guy because I have his phone number, so I understand what's going on here. This is the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Now we've got somebody calling in that we actually want to call in. Uh, none of this supremacy uh, BS. We've got the newest... Hottest, biggest EWA superstar, EWA pro wrestling superstar, and his name is Rayburn. Rayburn, I know I got you on the other end of this line. Yes, sir. Rayburn, good morning from the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. It is a pleasure to have you not only on our podcast, but in EWA pro wrestling. And I got the big ugly sitting right here next to me. What's going on, Rayburn? How you doing, man? Talk to me. Tell me about this EWA Pro Wrestling. You showed up in the middle of this gauntlet match. We invited anybody from any organization. You saw it. You took it. You showed up. Tell me about that. Uh, yeah, I saw the opportunity. And uh, as, you know, Mike, you know, and uh, you know, I'm sure your partner over there knows, Pat and I have a history. And, uh, you know, some good, some bad, and uh, some ugly. <laughs> and um, and uh, I saw it as an opportunity to get uh, to give him what he has coming to him, and um, you know when I got the opportunity, I just took it, and uh, he got away from me that time. But uh, I feel like I was pretty much later hurting on him, and he knows I'm there, and he knows now I'm right behind him. But uh, you know, I got just got to pick my pick my moment. That's right. You you had a, a spot. You made an impact. You made an impression. You definitely left him uh, beaten and broken, and that led to uh, hashtag Pat Anthony losing the Maryland EWA Maryland Championship uh, to Jason Drake, somebody else that I know you're familiar with. This independent wrestling family, this world, we kind of get around here. But um, you know, when I saw you come through that curtain. And I heard the music play, and I was like, oh, my, you know what I'm saying? Then now stuff's about to go oh, yeah. down. Stuff's about to go down. And uh, there was a stare down, and there was a beat down. And I know that's not the end of this story with uh, hashtag Pat Anthony. I want to ask you about something else. Um, you have been, as I mentioned to Big Ugly before we got on this podcast, you've been around the uh, independent professional wrestling world for a little while now. Uh, we've all kind of gotten to know each other. Uh, what is your experience um, now coming into EWA Pro Wrestling, uh, where there's a lot of eyes, there's a lot of ears, and we have our biggest event of the year coming up, which is Evolution World War Z. Uh, we don't know exactly what you're doing yet, but what is your mindset in EWA Pro Wrestling right now? Uh, right now, I mean, I made an impact, as you said, and that's what I wanted to do day one, you know, night one, was make an impact and have people put my name in their mouth, and that's exactly what I did. And, um, you know, it's my mindset right now is just to keep making that impact. And, uh, you know, I think I did it at the, uh, the free show, um, at the, uh, I can't think of the name of the tavern. McAvoy's Sports Bar and Grill. Hey, you know what? You, you had better, you had more important things on your mind than the name of the place that we were at. So I completely understand. Uh, Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you were actually in the main event of that show, which was a triple threat match for that Maryland championship against hashtag Pat Anthony and Jason Drake. Um, 
you did not come out victorious, but again, you made an impact. Um, you got people talking. You got people looking. You know, what's next for Rayburn? Who's Rayburn? You know, that's what we're trying to figure out, the story of Rayburn and what's next for Rayburn. Um, and that's why I wanted to bring up Evolution. Now, again, we don't know exactly what you're doing yet, but there is a big double ring ladder match battle royal. And uh, the winner of that, uh, there will be two winners of that, and there's going to be at least one or two possibly contracts up there for future championship shots. Is that where you see yourself going at Evolution? Well, I'd love to, but I hate to break the news to you. Um, as you know, after the match on, uh, on the second, um, Supremacy did come out and laid waste, you know, in the ring and outside of the ring as the Dark Horses attacked me. And, um, you know, uh, hashtag Pat Anthony uh, working a little bit over my knee. Um, I came out of that match with a, with a, sprain, a, a knee sprain and, uh, and a minor concussion. And it's actually uh, keeping me out of action for the show coming up. Oh, man. Uh, doctors, the doctors won't clear me till um, October. Um, so I'm hoping to be there in October. But uh, they actually told me to go take some R&R, and uh, so I'm actually on my way to the beach right now to South Carolina for some R&R uh, &R at the doctors, uh, they, uh, they suggested for me, so unfortunately I won't be there on the 24th, but trust me, I got eyes and ears, and I'm paying very, very close attention to what's going on. Man, I tell you what, that's disappointing, supremacy is really pissing me off, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, uh, I'm sorry, you know. I, I got my personal beef with them, but now they're they're trying to take out uh, not only current champions and, and, and women, you know, they're trying to go after, but they're now going after the guys that are coming into EWA. And uh, in my opinion, that, like you said, you get your R&R, &R, that's going to make Rayburn hungrier. Uh, no, I agree. Uh, I, I'm tired of the supremacy. Rayburn, I, I got to ask you, and, and Mike, I want to ask you too, you know, is the supremacy, are they a threat to EWA? Because... I mean, they're just they're just tearing up guys and, and defenseless people. Rayburn, I they're a problem. Uh, point blank, period. I mean, there's really nothing else to say about them, but they're a problem. You know, I think I think success has gotten to TJ Sykes' head, um, and I just think the dark horses and and Mike and uh, Mike Jones and uh, hashtag Patty, I think they're just latching on. To, to something that DJ's created because he's letting let success go to his head. And, uh, you know, it's a shame because I've known CJ for a while and you know, I never would have expected anything like this out of him. And, um, you know, I have, but I have all the faith in the world that at uh, World War Z on September 24th, uh, I, have no, I have no doubt that they'll be taken care of. That's right. We've been talking about that. Uh, there's a lot of... A lot of CZW people coming down. There's EWA country all over the place. And, uh, you know, Rayburn, they, they put you down for a little bit. But uh, as you said, you got eyes and ears. You're going to be listening. You're going to be watching. And you're going to be coming all back. Right. We got an event in October, uh, October 22nd, Last Rites. And we'll talk more about that as we go along. But hopefully we'll see you there. Um, now, let's uh, let's uh, switch gears a little bit. Uh, Big Ugly, I know you like this question. Um you know, talking about you coming into the business, how did you find your way into the professional wrestling business? And then also, oh, we got um, Sturgis going on out yeah. there. We got uh, the, the Disciples of Apocalypse yeah. right here outside the mansion. Um, 
I want to know how you got into the pro wrestling business, and then we also want to know how was it when you took your first bump? Um, well, how I got into wrestling business actually uh, deepens the story between me and Hashtag Pat Anthony, because as you know, Mike, you've had Anthony and I have a past. Yes. Uh, you know, a, a good and bad past, but part of that good past is we were really good friends before we were tag team partners. And, uh, he kind of led, he led me on the, the path. You know, I found that we worked together and I found out that he was wrestling and he said, Hey, come up to, to, uh, my trainer's house and train one day and see how you, and see how you like it. And I ended up, and the trainer ended up being thickened or now known as thickened, but in the past, skull. Um, and the three of us, I mean, we're inseparable for several years. And, um, you know, that's, that just deepens that story. And, um, yeah, and as far as taking my first bump, it was, it was like it was, me and wrestling were meant to be together. It, it just came fluently. And it just, I, you know, there was no fear in, in attacking the mat, you know, in, in that aspect. And it was, it just came like, like, uh, like riding a bike. That's fantastic, and that's that's a great story. And I know the story is not over yet between hashtag Pat Anthony and Rayburn. And I know you would like to see more of that big ugly. Yeah, I definitely would. Uh, I know you almost pulled one over on him. Um, at what, what was the last Summer Sizzler? Summer was the last Sizzler. One I was at. That was the last one you were yeah. at. But then there was the free show at McAvoy's Sports Bar and Grill, where uh, you know because of that impact, he actually uh, Rayburn here as, was in the main event, triple threat main event for the Maryland Championship. Hashtag Pat Anthony was in there, as was Jason Drake, and that ended in a complete you know cluster kind right. of deal. It was a cluster up. Um, but yeah, as we know, Rayburn's uh, going to come back, and he's going to come back strong and with more of a chip on his shoulder. Here's something I wanted to ask you, Rayburn. Um, you're a relatively big individual. You're you're one of the big men in the business. Um, I've called you the you know the uh, the monster. Uh, I uh, and you're you're a pretty nice guy, you know, as as off the camera. You know what I'm saying? You know, you're a pretty good guy. I've known you for a while. You know, we've worked in different organizations together. But you're a monster, and you're you're a big big man. Were any of the big men in the business, such as the Big Show, Andre the Giant, any of those guys, influences to you and your style and getting into this business? Um, a little bit, a little bit of Big Show. Um, um, but honestly, and in hundred percent honesty, I never looked at the big guys as inspiration because they're all big and they kind of all do the same things, and I I didn't want to be labeled as the big guy that does the big slams and you know uh, Kurt Angle I was I did a show with Kurt Angle Mikey I think you were there yes um, I was yes you were okay yeah um, I did that show with Kurt Angle and after the show my match was kind of a cluster and uh, after the show I talked to Kurt Angle and um, you know I just kind of asked him you know any 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 pointers or you know what he thought and he said man for a big guy you can really move and he said don't let this get to your head but uh, he, he was like, you know, when I think about big men that can move, I think of Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I was, he was like, you know, your Brock Lesnar's a different animal. And I said, oh yeah, I know that. And he he was like, but I I could see I could see the the big man nimble feet. And uh, so I took that and I kind of ran with it. And I I watched a lot of Brock and just him just watch him overpower people. Um. You know, and a little bit of Andre and a 
Vader. Um, Vader was another one that I liked and uh, I, I watched a little bit of. And, but uh, I try to stay versatile. You know, I was I was a huge rock fan growing up. So, you know, I take with me a little bit from, I try to take a little bit from everybody because I don't want to be, you know, that big guy that just does some slams, you know. Right, and I've never... <laughs> Yeah, I've never seen you as that guy. That's that's what you know. Knowing you as well as I do, you, you know, I, I knew you were a big guy and you're a powerful guy, and you've got those power moves in you. But you definitely can move. Um, you know, there's a little bit of Vader in you that I see, a little bit of Brock. But you know, you're making it your own. You're making it your own style. You've got your own, you know, your look, your way about you. Um, you got your own persona, and, and it's awesome. And then in in ring, you're in ring work. Um, you definitely can move, and big guys that can move is great because uh, Big Ugly, you know that. Yeah, and that's the spectacle, you know, like yourself and like you're talking about Vader and Brock. You know, it's people expect to just see a big guy do the same old slam and the same old, you know, moveset. But when you got a big guy in the ring, that can move. That's the spectacle. People love to see that because it's so different. They don't expect it. So you're giving them something that, you know, they generally typically wouldn't think they would see. And so I love it. I mean, I'm a big guy myself. I like to think I can move. I'm not getting in the ring, but <laughs> yeah, I tell you, I tell you that. And and Rayburn, you you definitely got a lot of versatility, and that's where I think um, you're gonna fit very well into EWA Pro Wrestling. You know, Supremacy kind of did their thing, and they went after the big dog in the fight, and they they took you out. Um, just temporarily, though, whatever they can do, everybody's gotten back up. Ray C. Hawkins, they tried to take him out. He's back. They tried to take me out. I'm back. You try to take you out. When you come back, not only are you going to be able to be versatile, and, and uh, but you're going to have a whole EWA country behind you. Um, now, here's something we wanted to ask. Now, hashtag Pat Anthony. You guys have known each other for a long time. He turned to the dark side, so to speak. He joined Supremacy. Is that in your future, Rayburn? Joining Supremacy? Absolutely. No. Uh, I don't need a team. I did the whole team thing. Um, I'm a singles wrestler, and I will tell anybody that. I work better by myself. You know, I, I, it's, it's just proven. I mean, yeah, I won three tag team titles with Pat Anthony. You and did. And I carried him. Uh, you know, I carried him through that. And... But I'm a singles wrestler, and there is no, there is nothing that makes me think that I'd want to be part of that, because I've seen the things they've done. And now, granted, I'm never, I've never been the good guy per se, uh, like I was received at EWA. But, um, but uh, I don't need a team, and I don't, I still have morals, and uh, supremacy has done a lot of things that go against my personal morals. And uh, they, they're definitely not on my radar at all. In fact, I'm not even really worried about them. Um, yeah, they got the jump on me, uh, you know, the last show. But they had, uh, they had an agenda, and I was just in that agenda, and I was in the way. Um, now that said, I'm not going to let that go. You know, it's still going to be in the back of my head. But I got, I got to stay focused on what my goal is. And uh, you know, I just got, I, if I just stay the course. I can't let them get in my head. Absolutely. And uh, you, you sound like you got uh, very focused, very determined. Uh, you're on your way to the beach. I, I don't, I, you know, he might be going to wrestle some sharks out there. You never know. <laughs> R&R for this man. Yeah, R&R, he can't be going to wrestle, man. Might be Sharknado 5 out there, you know what I'm saying? Um, but, uh, 
you know, Rayburn, uh, it's it's great to have you back uh, working. I, I'm gra- I'm glad to be working with you. It's great to have you in EWA Pro Wrestling. Um, I'm super excited to be there. Let me tell you. Yeah, I mean, and the the EWA country is super excited to have you. You made an impact, you know, twice now when you've come out the both times that you have, um, and people. Like you said, you're not the good guy. You're not the bad guy. You know, you're you're kind of like this anti-hero. People don't know how to actually take you yet, but uh, they're they're still in shock and awe. As am I. I'm so I'm just so glad that you're there. And there's big things coming up for you. I'm sure in EWA Pro Wrestling. And definitely keep your ear and eye to the ground. Um, let's uh let's turn the table real quick. Uh, let's talk about we do we do talk about pro wrestling on this podcast, Big Ugly. We do. Um. So, um, are you a fan of the product, of any of the product? Are, are you, um, you know, WWE, TNA, Lucha, NXT, Cruiserweight Classic? What's your, what's your choice there? Are you a fan? I, I watch it all. Um, my girlfriend gets mad at me a lot because uh, that's about the only thing I watch that I actually keep up with. <laughs> um, I watch a little bit of other stuff here and there, but um, I haven't really gotten into Lucha. I know the third season just started. It did. Um, I've watched I've watched the first two seasons. I haven't watched any of the third season yet. Um, um, and I'm a little, I'm an episode behind on the Cruiserweight Classic. I mean, I, it was spoiled for me, so I know who won. But I still want to watch it because that's been a great tournament. Um, I love NXT. Uh, I love WWE. I was you know, that's what I watched growing up. My first match I ever saw though was uh, Buff Bagwell on WCW. Oh my. And, uh, <laughs> Now, that was the one I first watched, and it drew me in, and then the uh, it was maybe a couple weeks later, I was at my grandfather's house, he's a huge wrestling fan, uh, he turned on Monday Night Raw, and The Rock was on TV cutting a promo, and you know how those promos go, and I was hooked, hook, line, sinker, uh, been a fan ever since, and you know, so WWE's what I love to watch, you know, a lot of people, a lot of smart fans bash it, um, you know, Oh, New Japan, this, ROH, that. And let me tell you, they're all great. There are some great competitors in both. TNA even has its great competitors. It has its ups and downs. But if you, you're you a fan, you started you started being a fan from WWE. And, uh, you know, that's and that's my go-to. I, I, anything WWE product, I think they do a great job. Now, it's got its ups and downs, just like anything else. Yeah. But, but uh, I, I love the product, and it, it, just, it keeps me entertained. It keeps my... Uh, Keeps me watching it. You know, you learn things as a as a performer. You learn things from different matches. You see different guys uh, wrestle each other. That's absolutely right. Now, uh, talking about the modern day, you know what we're talking, uh, and that's absolutely true. By the way, um, there's a lot of different product, and a lot of it does stem from the WWE because that was they were here first, pretty much, and that they're the big dog in town. Um, you know, they kind of bought up WCW, they did their thing, but I mean, there's a lot of options out there, but if you're a fan of professional wrestling, you should be a fan of all of it, you know, more than likely, that's my opinion, um, and Big Ugly, you might say the same thing, and and Rayburn, you may say the same thing too, it's like, pro wrestling is, it's great to have options out there, but I watch all of it, you know, I want to see what's happening in each one of them, do I like one more than the other? Yeah, sometimes it's, you know, oh, I'm excited to watch NXT, or I'm excited to watch Cruiserweight Classic, I'm excited to watch Broken Matt Hardy, and, uh, Bro- Brother Nero. I love Broken Matt Hardy. Oh, I love, I love Broken Matt Hardy. Uh, that is the stuff, man. The the the, the stuff he that they're shooting. He might have saved his career with that. I think so. I, I think, think he might have saved TNA with that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They that, may have saved their yeah. career. 
Absolutely. And we can get, bro- I would love to get uh, Broken Matter Brother Nero on the podcast one day. Have him come down to the mansion and talk about deletion and all that stuff. Um, and the seven deities or whatever he talks the about. The seven deities and Vanguard One. And, oh my, you know, I'm, it's so, so silly, but it's so entertaining. And it's also so gripping. So it's, you know, trying to find what's going to capture your audience. That's what it's all about. And that's what they did. Um, you know, there's different parts of WWE, NXT, Cruiserweight Classic, Lucha Underground, TNA, that grips the public, you know, and it's gripped you, obviously. Um, it's gripped us because we're, you know, talking about it every couple of weeks. We, we love that stuff. Um, but yeah, WWE um, is kind of the, the center point of everything. You got to either come through there or start there. Um, real quick, I know we're uh, kind of pushing time. I know you're out there. By the way, we want to thank your girlfriend for uh, not only – we want to thank the ladies – and all of the significant others in the professional wrestling business because they come out, they support, they take pictures, they take videos, and they help share everything. So, um, and uh, we want to thank, she might even be in the vehicle with you. She may even hear us, I'm not sure. Um, but we want to th- thank her, and uh, the uh, Big Ugly, we want to thank your wife for letting uh, you come out and, and play with us uh, and do this. And um, we want to thank all of the significant others out there, don't we, Big Ugly? Absolutely. Uh, they're so patient with us, so we do. We thank you, ladies. And uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure the reciprocation comes in, you know, uh, dinner, flowers, you know, whatever, yeah. anything. Uh, taking somebody to the beach, good stuff. Yeah. I want to go to the beach now. I know. Yeah. Why? <laughs> why are we on our way? Why down are there? we? We got to do a podcast live from the beach. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, real quick, Rayburn. Um, now, we're talking about WWE, and, uh, and the rest of this podcast, we're going to be talking about uh, Backlash, Clash of Champions, uh, NXT coming up in Baltimore, Maryland. We're going to talk about uh, a lot of different things. I want to ask you about Braun Strowman. Now, we talk about big guys that can move, and this guy kind of came up uh, through the ranks through NXT with the Wyatt family. Now, he's on his own doing his own thing. Um, do you see a correlation between what Braun Strowman is doing right now and what you could be doing potentially in the future? I'd, I'd like, um, yeah, and you're, it's really funny. It's really funny his story. Um, you know, I don't know if y'all plug any other podcast, but I'm going to and uh, the Stone Cold podcast that Braun Strowman did with Stone Cold. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, we, don't, I don't know if you've listened to it, and if you have, we we love the Austin podcast. Yeah, if you listen to this that, podcast, that, we steal from him all the time. <laughs> oh, is that uh that podcast he did with Braun Strowman? Honestly, an honest to God, made me a Braun Strowman guy, and I'm really excited to see what happens with him. You know, I um, didn't listen to it. I, I didn't think it was going to be good, so you're saying it was a good podcast? It was phenomenal. It was fantastic. It really opened, because a lot of people don't realize, because he's with the Wyatt, he, you just, he, he, he got stuck with the Wyatt, and a lot of people think, oh, he's just some big, dumb, bearded guy. That's what he's, I thought. He's <laughs> just big and powerful, and he has no substance to him. No, he, there's, he's got a great story to him. And um, he's got a personality, and it kind of comes out on Stone Cold's podcast. It's really, it's a really good listen, you know. I, I was skeptical at first, too. And then I thought about it. I said, well, let's see what happens. And I was really excited I was, after listening to it, like, listening and then watching his, you know, all the squash matches he's doing. I'm really curious to see what, 
you know, the writers on Raw have to do for him. I'm really excited to see where it goes. Me too. And, yeah, the Austin podcast is a great podcast. Uh, you know, he's got his one on WWE. He's got his Unleashed podcast. Um, and, and Braun Strowman, yeah, it was very tentative to listen to it. But when, once I started listening to it, same thing like you, I was I was hooked. And I wanted it to go oh, longer. Um, you know, I wanted it to be a longer podcast. But, see, that's the thing. There's more substance to uh, people that we might see that we, we might not see. And now I think with you being the EWA Pro Wrestling, Rayburn, I think we're going to get to know you. Uh, we're going to get to know your backstory. And we're going to get to see you come up and not only uh, continue or finish what you had with Pat Anthony, but, you know, you're that singles guy. And we've got several singles titles. Um, I don't know if you would uh, be a, in for the cruiserweight title. Um, you know, I don't know if you'd be down to that at this point in time. But um, no offense, by the way, uh, being a big guy is a good thing. Um, you know, we got the Maryland title. We've got the you know the, the trophy, the Sweet 16 trophy every year. We've got the EWA Heavyweight Championship, which right now is held by. The Prince of Pop style, TJ, like that, that dick. Uh, I'm sorry. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. If you're not in this business to win gold, you're not in it for the right reasons. You know, everyone wants to do something for the fans, and you know, and they're great. Don't get me wrong. I do this because I like to make people happy, and I like to put on a show for people. But at the end of the day, when you put one of those titles around your shoulder, over your shoulder, or around your waist, you know, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a satisfaction that. Um, there's very few things that uh, can fill, and um, you know, I recently won one. I've won my first singles title um, down in Delaware recently. It was uh, middle of August, and uh, it's just a satisfaction and the, the reception. You know, when, when you come into the back after a match like that, it's it's there's just a satisfaction. Like I said, that you can't get from anything else. So if people people want to say their props, it's fine because they are. But at the same time, there's a level of respect that comes with them. There's a level of responsibility that comes with them. And there's a level of satisfaction that comes with them when you get them. So are we safe to assume here, and Big Ugly, I think you're on the same page, as uh, that Rayburn and EWA Pro Wrestling has gold on his mind. No, I, I, got, I got gold. I've got tall trophies. I've got, you know, all types of gold on my mind. And, I, you know, if I can hold them all. And that's, that's what we want to look forward to see. Absolutely. Uh, we'll see what happens. Rayburn, how can uh, one find you or follow you on social media? How can uh, the folks find Rayburn? Uh, well, you can search Rayburn on Facebook. I'm pretty sure I'm probably the only one out there. <laughs> um, there's also on Twitter, at underscore Rayburn underscore. Uh, all capital letters um, on Twitter, and um, I don't have an Instagram for Rayburn yet because I don't take enough pictures. But <laughs> got to get your um, girlfriend in on that one. I know because she takes a lot of pictures and videos of you. Maybe no, she, she can. No, she does. I just got. I just got to uh, take advantage of it. <laughs> but um, but yeah, Twitter and Facebook's where you're gonna find me for the most part. That's right, and also uh, at uh, several different independent wrestling organizations up yeah. and down the East Coast, including, and most importantly in my opinion, EWA Pro Wrestling, uh, EWAMaryland.com, EWA Pro Wrestling on Facebook. We're going to wrap this thing up so you can get to the beach. What, uh, what do you have to say here uh, to the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast listeners? Rayburn. Uh, I'm excited to be in EWA, and... Um... I got a big, I got big plans. 
I have big plans for uh, for the future, and um, I look forward to to really uh, making an impact there. And uh, you know, kind of, I also want to make sure I give Pat Anthony what's been coming to him. So I have an agenda, and trust me, I'll fill that agenda. And we want you to rest up and uh, get well and feel better. And, uh, you know, EWA Country, CZW Nation, we're all going to take care of supremacy for you. And, you know, I know uh, you'll come back and you'll do your own thing and, and take care of all that. We thank you very much for taking some time out of your travel to uh, hook us up here. Big Ugly, what you got for Rayburn before we let him go? Uh, Rayburn, man, just uh, get healthy, get well, man, and we will see you in October. Yes, sir. I can't wait. All right, well, we will be sharing this podcast on SoundCloud, on YouTube, and uh, we will hook you up with the link. And feel free to uh, share this because uh, we appreciate you listening to the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. We appreciate you wanting to be on, and uh, we look forward to seeing you again in the near future, Rayburn. Yes, sir. I can't wait to see you guys. Take care, buddy. Have a good one. Thank you, too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Alrighty, so that was just Rayburn, EWA superstar, who is currently injured. Currently, that, that's news to me. Be. That is uh, news breaking here on the EWA pro wrestling side on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Um, injured, man. Supremacy, sons of, you know. I, I, family yeah. friendly. Family uh, I'm friendly. sorry, we're not unleashed on this one. Not, we got to do a Dirty one. Ugly <laughs> Wrestling Unleashed. We still got to do one of those, <laughs> and we have that to do with Jason. Jason Drake and Mister though, yes. Um, but let me tell you something, Rayburn. You know, he definitely he's got a, the, the soft side when he's not on the camera, when he's not in the ring. You know, he's you know, like I say he's got a girlfriend, he's traveling to the beach back and forth. But when he comes through that curtain. And he gets in that ring. He is a monster. And I do not want to mess with him. I don't want to be hashtag Pat Anthony when he gets back in his. I don't want to be anybody with a title. I don't want to be anybody in his path because he right. will bowl them over. And now he's angry. Yeah. He's angry. They and put him out of competition for, for the biggest show of the of the year. He's out. They put him out. So he's going to be angry when he comes Oh, he's back. going to be pissed. You know what I'm saying. But anyway, why don't we take a short break. And then what we're going to do is come back, and we are going to talk a little bit about uh, some things that have happened and where they're coming up in the world of professional wrestling. Uh, this is the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. We're going to take a small break. Maybe it's just something that you can only see in the night. All right, so we're back here on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. We just finished our interview with EWA's Ray Byrne. You know, I got to say this. For, for the listeners out there, you guys aren't here in the mansion with us. But I'm going to give you a little insight. So every time I come into the mansion, Dirty Mike has on something captivating on TV. And I'm a TV junkie. As right? am I. As so, you know. unfortunately, a lot of times we're doing this and I end up getting distracted <laughs> by what he has on the TV. So generally it's like a repeat of like an episode of Raw. And sometimes I miss Raw Smackdown, so I'm looking at it. Today it just happens to be Rocky Balboa, <laughs> and I keep look. I can't stop looking at the TV. So this is dangerous. But I don't want him to stop putting this stuff on. <laughs> it's it's kind of like you know it's instead of it being like totally quiet, totally you know there's it's totally quiet in the background so everybody can hear us. But we need something going on in the background to sort of be that buffer, um, and that's what that is because I turn around and take a look at it every once in a while. But that's a good segue actually. Not even thinking about it. The Rocky Balboa thing, because we're going to talk a little bit about Backlash that just happened in the WWE, yep. SmackDown Live, uh, their first full official pay-per-view. And one of the things that happened there, um, which we're going to talk about, 
is they had the six-pack elimination match for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Um, first ever SmackDown Women's Championship. And uh, Becky Lynch, who uh, affectionately called herself Bel Becky Balboa because it was in Philadelphia. <laughs> uh, she did it. And she won, and rightfully so. Becky Lynch is the new SmackDown Women's Champion. Uh, she's got some things going with, uh, you know, there's Carmella, there's Natalia, there's Nikki Bella, um, there's Alexa Bliss. She's actually making a pretty big impact. Uh, I think she has a title match coming up sometime soon. Uh, what do you think about this new women's division? I love the new women's division. I got to say, I like that they put it first on the card because, number one, you're showing that you're giving some priority to the women. Number two, because generally the first match on the cards get the fans amped up. Right. The great thing about that also was that the fans are fresh. So it's not like they put it in the middle of the card where sometimes they put a lot of women's matches and the they got to follow up after a great match and the fans are kind of out. The fans were ready. They were ready for the show to start. So they were into the match. They were into the action. And it, and it, just, it helped the overall uh, uh, presentation of the match. I love that, you know, that giving SmackDown um, women, you know, a title. Um, I, I have an issue with them doing the tag team titles. I, I was, I don't know if I wanted two tag team titles, um, but, I mean, it is what it is. But It is what it is. got to have tag team wrestling on both shows, I yeah. guess. And uh, I, I'm okay with it. And I'm actually okay because that's the next thing we're going to talk about. You know, they had the tournament to uh, crown the new tag team champions. American Alpha actually got into the end of that tournament. But uh, got taken out by injury um, because of the Usos. Now I'm not sure if that's a, a cover up for something that actually happened, or I, or if I it's just a part of the story. Just a line. part of the story. I line. mean, it might just be story. What do you think about the Usos being heels? Is this their first time heel? I think. If, if if I remember correctly, as far as WWE run is concerned, this is the first time for them yeah. being heel. Because I mean, they've always been like kid favorites, you know, with they the have. face pain and the you know the little yelling they do. Um, did they stop them from doing it? I didn't see their entrance. Uh, you know, they they didn't do all the yelling. They just took the music. Like put it into the middle, yeah. not not that beginning piece. They they're losing the face paint. I don't think they have the war paint right, on yeah. anymore. They're wearing dark clothes, uh, and they're coming out and they're doing heel tag team stuff. You know, they're doing the double teams. They're doing the the you know doing the cheating. They're doing the you know attacking somebody's leg. You know, I'm saying they're. I like it. It's fresh. I, I like it. I think that, and I think that when you listen to them talk and you see them, I think that they have the attitude to do the heel work. So. You know, they can they, they can talk on the mic. Like, they have no problem being on the mic and talking. I, I'm excited to see what they'll do as a heel tag team. Me too. Um, we need a strong heel tag team. This the is true. The Vaude Villains didn't get it done. They, you know, I still like the Vaude Villains. <laughs> I'm still a fan. You know, and they're still up there. They're just, you know, not in the title picture right now. What are they on, right Superstars now. these nah, days? No, man. Like... Superstars <laughs> is still WWE TV, man. You know, Superstars, main event, whatever it is. I don't know. But I tell you what, talking about the tag team titles, uh, who came out on top? Heath Slater and Rhino are the new SmackDown Tag Team Champions. So Heath Slater finally gets his contract. He gets his contract. He gets to get his double wide. He gets uh. to take care of his seven kids. He gets to take care of his wife. Now, I like this. I, I love, love, I love Heath, Heath Slater, Slater man. Uh, he is just the epitome of, you know, he can get it done in the ring. He's got the basics. He's got the fundamentals. That's what you need. But he's a character, man. He's a company man. He doesn't go anywhere. And he'll sit there and do anything, basically, you need him to do. Um, and he and he's paying off now. Yes. This is a good and run And the fans are behind him. They completely. really they, are. They're really behind him. And I think it's great putting him somebody like, like a Rhino who's another, like, just almost like a legend of WWE. Like, everybody knows who Rhino is, the kind of work he's put in. Um, I think they'll make a good tag team. You know, Heath will be the guy on the mic. Rhino's never been much of a, a talker. 
and but he's a vet, and so I think it's going to work out well. And you know what was great timing and, and very well strategically placed is that pay-per-view was in Philadelphia, Backlash, and Rhino was an ECW guy originally. And so that was one of the bigger matches on the card when Rhino and um, you know Heath Slater won the tag team championships, and they did a good job. I was very impressed, and I'm, I'm excited to see the tag run with the tag belts. Uh, tag division's going to be going to be good in SmackDown. Also, um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, The Miz getting a lot of heat these days, um, making the Intercontinental Championship a little bit more relevant. He's getting in there and, and shooting a little bit, you know, uh, shooting on Daniel Bryan, you know, and uh, coming out and being, instead of that, just a reality TV star, that movie star, he's taking that one step further, and now he's become very... It's like he's bitter. Uh, very bitter. Yeah. Extremely. But like I, that he's I not like getting the push. It. Yeah. It's, it's very interesting. I, I like it. It's a very good take because, you know, it, it's almost like he feels like at this point, like, I deserve better treatment. Yeah. You know? So it's like he can kind of twist it in with the movie star thing and kind of be like, you know, you know, look at me. I've done all of these movies. What other WWE star have done stuff like this? You know, I'm an intercontinental champion, but yet no one's giving me the respect. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm, be- I'm getting called a, a coward on SmackDown. Uh, you know, what is it? What Talking, is that? Smack. Talking Smack. Right, yeah. So, you know. Which is a good, I like that concept too, by the way. The wrap up, it kind of gives more reality to it. Absolutely. So I absolutely. like that too. And especially when you have segments like the Daniel Bryan and Miz thing where you start to feel like it's less scripted and we're getting into more reality based. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, ooh, that was like a deep dig. You know what I mean? So I like I like this Miz uh, character. Dude, Daniel, uh, Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. What are they doing? What are they doing with Dolph Ziggler, Dolph man? is the guy that can help get these other people over. He's he's still in that fix. He was in the main event of SummerSlam. He had a good good match with Dean Ambrose. It was six hours into the show, but come on, man. I mean, but he was in the main, you know in the double main event. Now he was in the match with the Intercontinental with uh, the Miz. Miz cheated with Maurice. Uh, good heel thing to do. Uh, so Dolph got screwed again. He's going to keep getting screwed and screwed. He's not going to win the big win. He's not going to big win. There's going to be somewhere where they're going to let him come up and get the payoff. So you think they're going to give Dolph Ziggler a payoff? They're going to they're pay him off. Okay. Whether it be something if he wins a Money in the Bank thing or if he, you know, gets a, wins the Royal Rumble. Somewhere, he's going to get a payoff. The question is, will the people care? Because that, that's the thing. is like generally when a baby face is getting beat, getting beat, getting beat, the, the fans are supposed to care about the payoff. But the problem is, is that the way they booked Dolph Ziggler for the past couple years is that like the fans have stopped expecting anything out of Dolph Ziggler. So he keeps getting beat and then he gets the payoff. But it's like, will they actually expect anything different? Maybe, maybe not. I mean, it's going to be good. It's going to be a good one-time pop, and it's going to be, I don't know if it's going to be for any kind of a run. It's going to be a, a good one-time pop, whatever it is, um, to build up to get him to pay off. But, I mean, he's a company man. He does, you know, movies and television. He does Make-A-Wish. He's he, he's also a comedian, you know. He, he's got a lot of stuff that he does. Um, so I think they're going to pay him off. And I think he's, I don't think he's upset at the place where he is in the company right now, because if he is, he wouldn't be doing it. You know, he would go somewhere else. Yeah, I think um, yeah, I think that they do have something planned for him. I think he likes because they are giving him more storylines. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not just they're giving him a chance to also open up on the mic as well. Yes, they're giving him definitely more <clears throat> mic time, um, which is good. Definitely. Um, so Dolph Ziggler, we'll see what happens now. 
Uh, Bray Wyatt was supposed to face Randy Orton on this show, and uh, there was a backstage segment where Randy got attacked, and he was not medically cleared to come out. Now, again, I don't know if this is just part of storyline or if this was planned because of an injury that Randy Orton is lacking, but it turned out to be a no-disqualification match with Kane and Bray Wyatt, which... You figure, uh, okay, we've seen this before, and no big deal, and, and Kane's just kind of coming out of nowhere, and Kane's been around for 20 years. You know, is this going to be interesting? They told a story, and they built it and built it, and they actually made it worth watching. It was not the best match on the card, but it was definitely worth watching. And uh, Kane, Glenn Jacobs, still working his ass off after 20 years. Absolutely. Um, he's still doing a great job. The match itself, uh, it was what it was. I thought it was I thought it was pretty good. Um when I initially saw Kane coming out, I, I, it kind of deflated me a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Um, because, like you said, it's kind of, we've seen it before that, oh, we don't know who you're going to face. And then we hear the music and it's supposed to be, I know it's supposed to be like intimidating and stuff. But it's like, after you watch Kane for 20 something years, it's like, it just doesn't have the same effect as it did in 1998. You right. know what I mean? So, um, but at the end of the day, like you said, total good story. I thought uh, the match went well. Um, so either way, I was satisfied at the end. Me too. I was satisfied as well, and uh, I think there's more. Uh, Kane can, can continue to keep playing that guy where, you know, he just fits himself in. Uh, he can fit in anywhere, basically. Um, and Bray Wyatt, still a lot more on the horizon for him. Uh, Randy Orton, of course, he's, you know, 15 years into his career. You know, he's done everything he can do. I think he's a good, you know, he, he can be placed anywhere again. Uh, he's a good heater for somebody else, uh, if that's the case. Um, but what do you think? Randy's got to go heel. I, I, I think get, so? I get that they brought him back his face because people were going to be happy to see him. So they made the right move. Don't get me wrong. They, 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 made, they made the right move of bringing him back his face. But uh, as far as when Randy Orton's at his best, it's when he's heel, man. I agree. He, he's always at his best when he's heel. When he's doing heel tactics, he can get heat. He just knows how to do it, man. As a face, I sometimes I feel like when I hear him talk, it's almost like he's lost. Like, he, he, he like... He doesn't know how to be that nice guy. And it's because that's not him. No, <laughs> that's, that's not, not Randy him. Orton. <laughs> like, he's an angry guy he's, in he's general. He's got attitude. So, yeah, he's, got he's got a chip got, on his shoulder. Yeah. You know, use it. And I agree. Um, so maybe they'll turn him heel. You know, maybe that's good. Now, they're trying to get – now, this goes into the heel thing. The top heel right now on SmackDown is an interesting guy because it's a guy who's over anyway, and that is the new – WWE World Champion AJ Styles. Um, he had a match with Dean Ambrose at Backlash. That match was great. I thought that match was really, really good. And it was a really good match and then ended with went ended with something cheap. Yeah. I'm okay with that. You know, if it does if it does long as long as it doesn't happen every single match all the time, I'm okay with that because heels need heat. They need heat to cheat. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And I think that um it, it also just makes Dane Ambrose look like an actual champion. Like he didn't just get beat fair and square mm -hmm. in the ring. Um, you know, there was a chance that hey Dean Ambrose might not have lost if he didn't, you know, get kicked. Right. You know, where he got hit. So, you know, I, I like that. Um, of course, the fans were going to pop for AJ Styles. Right. Even though he, it doesn't matter, man. He, he's super over with the fans. So that was just going to happen. He's going to be an anti-hero um, no matter what. He can't get cheap heat. They're right. gonna, he's going to be over no matter what. Yeah. So I, I think that, I, I don't think the feud is done. I think this is going to set up. Obviously, Dean Ambrose will get a rematch. Mm -hmm. um, don't know if they're going to put the belt back on Ambrose. But, um, you know, I, I think he had a decent run as champion. So. I think he had a decent run. And I think it came at a time when, you know, Roman's suspension was up, you know, and, and that's kind of where he got fit in. I don't want to call him a transitional champion because he's definitely not. He's a company man. He works hard. Um, I think that was 
the spot for him at this point in time. Um, I think the title needs to run on AJ. I think that's uh, I think that's a beautiful thing. AJ is fantastic. He's really falling into his WWE place, falling into his character. Um, his work in the ring is just, it is phenomenal. I can't say anything more about that. Yeah, I mean, yes, no pun intended, but... You don't I see mean, the same, I mean, you see some of the same moves, but but you, he tells a different story every, every single time. time. And it's like he can work with anybody, yes. man, whether it's a guy his size, a guy John Cena's size, like... You know, he, I don't think he's wrestled Brock Lesnar yet, but it's like I'm pretty sure Not him yet. and Brock would have great matches. You know, it's just, I mean, the guy can just work, man. And, and I'm so, it's like, I didn't even know AJ Styles before WWE. Like, I didn't watch him in his glory days in TNA and stuff. But it's just like, I wish I was watching the guy because, I mean, he's just. He's off. Yeah, uh, he's man. fantastic. And I'm so glad that at this yeah. point in his life and his career that this is where right. he is in the it, WWE. I, the guy can't get heat. No, like, like he's too you, good. Like, exactly, like, he can't. He, he physically just can't get heat. Like, <laughs> but that him being that anti-hero, because if he was the plain white meat babyface, I think he would get the wrong kind of heat. Because him being having that chip on his shoulder, saying I'm now the face that runs the place. I'm AJ Styles. I like that. I, I kind of like, like that. Wearing the John Cena band on his oh, arm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and John Cena made a return uh, to SmackDown recently. And John Cena and Rusev look like they're going to get into it again. Uh, is that right? No, I'm sorry. Roman Reigns and Rusev. That's another show. Yeah. John Cena is uh, sort of involved in the mix of this whole uh, deal. But I think that's cool, though. John Cena still can fit in anywhere, and he can yeah. do his thing. So what do, you think, what do you think about the Cena thing? Are they, they are they purposely keeping him off, or he's got other obligations like in this entertainment yeah, world? Yeah, he's doing you know movies, television, other yeah. stuff outside. So he's kind of a part-time player Getting now. Getting into that, that, that rock area. You know, which is so funny, man, because, I mean, he... Went on the rock so hard for leaving WWE and for getting into this. But, I mean, money talks, right? Money talks. So, when they start talking to John Cena and you're, and you're looking at 40 years old and you see this money that they're talking to just go around and repeat some stuff on the script, it, it looks good. You know what I it mean? So, then, then taking a bump every night. But also remember that John Cena is... I don't. I think The Rock went away for so long, and then he came back, and then he disappears for so long. I don't think we're gonna see Cena leave for that long. Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. He will stick to his his, his merits on that. I think he will definitely come back more often, as he's shown. Mm -hmm. Like he just recently came back. You're absolutely right. And I think the other thing with Rock is the position that they were giving him when he would go away and come back. That they were just shooting him straight to the top. Yep. And this is not even just the time when they put the belt on him, but even before then, like. You know, he did his early films. They, as soon as he would come back, like Hollywood Rock, he, they shot him straight to the top. So it, it's just kind of a habit that probably wasn't sitting well with a lot of guys. No, not at all. And, and I think it's. I think John Cena is going to be fine. Uh, and I think he's actually getting a little bit more uh, over with the fans because of the role that he's playing, that they're not shoving him down the main event throat, you know, and just putting him in there, John Cena's the guy. No, they're not doing that. But I will say this, and we did talk about this a little earlier. I did jump shows. But uh, Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns uh, had a match with Kevin Owens, who is now the WWE Universal Champion. Uh, as Jericho would say, the longest reigning Universal Champion of all time, even though he's the first. But Hey, this whole thing with Jericho and Owens is hilarious. I, I love yeah, it. Yeah. It's it's hilarious. There's a podcast, too, with Jericho, uh, and Owens is on his podcast. Listen to it. All it's right, fantastic. I'll have to check it out. <laughs> um, 
But let me let me let me put this in there. Roman Reigns is a hell of a worker. Um, yeah, he might not have the whole total package as far as you know talking. I think they shoved him down everybody you know real quick you know in the main event scene. Now he's starting to earn his stripes. And uh, man, there was I said I called it. I said it was money. Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens, and that was on Raw. It was three segments. It was money. It was fan freaking tastic. Um, and of course Kevin Owens can make you know anybody look good, but. Kevin Owens is not that prototypical guy either. He's a big guy, he's a little out of shape, you know, whatever. But Kevin Owens can tell a story. Kevin Owens is right where he needs to be right now. Would he be there if Finn Balor did not get injured in that match? I don't know, but he would have been there eventually. Right, definitely. It probably wouldn't have happened so soon. It, it, I think it was kind of like a Dean Ambrose thing. Like, Would Dean Ambrose have been a champion had Roman Reigns not and got suspended? Probably not, but eventually they would have put the title on Ambrose. Um, I think Kevin Owens will still be a good champion. Honestly, probably better than Finn Balor. Um, Balor, great in the ring. Mm, Entertainment-wise, outside the ring, as far as, like, mic skills and everything, questionable. Um, I think that um, I o- think, Owens is Yeah, is Owens good. is the total package on that one. Yeah. And I think Finn Balor is going to come back, and he will fit that. Not mid-card, but, like, upper mid-card, like, semi-main. Yeah. That's where I think he should right. go. Um, yeah, he's going to have his run to try to get the title back. I don't think he should win it. I think Kevin Owens should keep it. I think whoever's uh, they're trying to put that universal title on. Both shows have two completely different feels, Raw and SmackDown. I like that, that I'm not watching the same damn thing on two nights because I wouldn't be watching it. Right, um, and, and it's back-to-back nights, so you got to have a different feel. Yeah. Like, you don't just want to think that, like, I'm just picking up from where Raw left off. Like, exactly. it's got to be something different, yeah. And they barely, I mean, they do mention the other shows on the other one, but they don't. Not big time. I mean, right. they completely keep it different. Um, Seth Rollins is now uh, the challenger for Kevin Owens' championship at uh, Clash of Champions. Coming up for that. What's up? I was just going to say, uh, just backtracking real quick before yeah. we move on to that about yeah, Roman yeah. Reigns. Listen, he's making his bones now. This is the perfect time for them to turn Roman Reigns heel. We've been talking about We've that We've been talking months. about this for months, right? But here's the thing. The fans will love the matches. They love the matches that Roman Reigns do, right? But they're still going to boo him because he's Roman Reigns, right? That's why you turn him heel because eventually people are already realizing he can work. So you turn him heel, let them boo him for a while, but then they're finally just going to be like, yo, we just like what he's doing. And then he's going to start getting the chairs, right? Mm-hmm. Because now it's like, well, it's not cool to boo him anymore because he's supposed to get booed. He's a heel. You know what I'm saying? But the fact is we like how he's working. So then he get the chairs and you turn him face and we kind of go back to that. 2000, what was it, 14, Roman Reigns, where he was so over, mm-hmm. you know, uh, when Batista won the Royal Rumble. We get back to that, Roman Reigns, oh. which is what WWE wants anyway. They do, and yeah. it's just a matter of how do they get him back there and how do they strategically do this. Because now you got a world where they're, the supposed heels are getting over, the supposed <laughs> baby faces are getting heat. you got to outsmart the smart fans. Man. Right. That's what it is. you got to yeah. outsmart the smart fans, and in this reality, reality era you gotta turn the tables and that's why i think uh, they're doing this on two different shows and they're they're doing it i mean you still got your your filler your middle kind of stuff but they, the main stuff is gripping i want to see this i want to see uh charlotte and sasha banks they had a fake retirement for sasha banks you know she came out she said i got big news and then she said you know the big news is i'm going after charlotte at uh you know whatever and they didn't just hand it to her they had a match between charlotte and bailey and uh can who was it uh, Charlotte and Bailey, and another person. The girl, on. Dana Brooke, right? Dana Brooke, that's right. Because yeah. now she, because they, you know, they got Charlotte and Dana at each other's throats. I love this. I kind of think it's too soon for that. Really? Uh, yeah, you don't you think you don't think so? You think it's time for them to start, like, for Dana Brooke to turn face? I think it's getting Charlotte more heat. 
I think that's what I don't think it's necessarily yeah. this is not for Dana Brooke. This is for Charlotte. Yeah. I wonder if Emma's about to come back and probably. Well, even if but Dana Brooke and Emma were still heel a heel tag team though, so I don't know. I will say this about Sasha Banks. Now I'm really confused because they dropped they took the belt off of her yeah. after that one match. She got beat clean. I thought from the reports it was because she was going to nurse some injuries. She wasn't wrestling. But this isn't true. I think so, she's still going to take that time. But I think they're banking on the timing of this. And that's why they wanted to get that spot on Raw with that fake retirement or whatever it is. Yeah. Now they're going to have this at Clash of Champions. Uh, Charlotte versus Sasha. I do not see Sasha winning this match. I see Charlotte doing something completely heel. I think I, the, her heel tactics are raising. Her heel character is coming out. I see. I don't see this being the classic match that they had on Raw or at SummerSlam. I see this being a smash. I see this Charlotte taking Sasha out. And then giving Sasha the time off the story to, to heal, do whatever she yeah. needs to do. And then she has that much fire when she comes back and challenges again for the title. Well, that's what I would want. Um, I think it would be a mistake to have Sasha go over and then win the belt again. You know, this kind of back and forth. You know, she wins, she gets beats, then she wins again. Yeah, yeah. No, I, no, I no, think, no, too no, much. no. That's too much. You, She's got to go down, and I think you're right. Best way, Charlotte pulls out all the heel tactics she can to put her out. Mm -hmm. I think Charlotte runs with the belt for a while. And I think you're right, the, the heel tactics to put her out. But I don't think this hurt Charlotte in any way. I think it actually helped her. Uh, dropping the belt and then picking it back up. Um, because now she has more to fight for and she has more character coming out. I like it. Um, I, and I think there's a lot of women on Raw, including Nia Jax. I'm excited to see what's happening with her. Nia Jax is in the squash program right now, just taking on people and squashing them. Just like the Braun Strowman program, which we were talking about a little bit with Rayburn. On, uh, you know, he's in the squash program right now. Uh, and I think that's great because you don't see, you haven't seen squash matches for a long time. You need that to build these new characters. Um, <laughs> And I'm okay with it. What's up? Hey, I was reading about the, what do you think about this jobber revolution? Because, like, they're actually kind of, <laughs> the jobbers are, like, getting over. <laughs> That's a whole separate podcast. Dude, oh, so. my God. It's like, I remember us talking about, I, I don't know if we talked about it on a podcast or offline, but we've talked about how we thought the jobber thing is a good idea to bring back, right? Yeah. Before they did it, we were like, you know, it was cool back then. You know, it's like that way you're not always repeating the same matches over and over again. But the problem is in this era, everybody wants to root for, like, the underdog. The like, underdog. Everybody's so, like, smartened up to the business that it's like, yeah, we know what you're doing. So <laughs> we just hope these guys get a job. <laughs> like, you know, it's like... It's ridiculous. Man. I can't I can't go into details about how I specifically because I have a uh, uh, sort of a working relationship with uh, one of those enhancement talent people, uh, I, and I have my own opinions and my own thoughts about this. But I'm going to tell you, the enhancement thing, the enhancement talent, it's a good idea because it gets it's people good, talking. Yeah. It gets people talking, it gets people looking, and it gets these new guys like these Nia Jax and this Braun Strowman and all that. It gets them more credibility, more notability. So when, what do they write for these guys? Not the enhancement guys, but what do they write for these guys that are in these squash matches? Now these enhancement guys, they can come in and if they're willing to do the job, do the J-O-B, uh, you know, get the paycheck, do whatever, travel, I, more power to them. I would love to, you know have that you know credibility and, and and some of these guys uh with these enhancement talents are getting over there's a lot of podcasts out there there's a lot of social media out there um and these are all coming from sort of local independent stock from where that's where i'm coming from and where you're coming from here in ewa pro wrestling so um there's a lot of benefit to that all the way around a lot of benefit um 
But I know we got off on tangent there. But hey, I'm, I'm excited to see who's next because I'm always excited to see who the person is out there because now being in this side of the business, I'm like, I might know that guy. Right. Um, <laughs> and, you know, one of them got a second chance. If you didn't see that, it was on SmackDown this past week. Um, you know, AJ Styles had a surprise tag team partner at the end. Now he got jumped before he got 10 feet down the aisle and he's gone. But. He got a chance to do that. He was in the graphic. He was in the promo. Yeah. He, he had the entrance. And, you know, he got jumped and got taken out by the Miz. But that's what – you need that. Yeah. You can't have superstars on top of superstars all the all time. All the time, you, yeah. you got to throw in that that extra that little bit. fresh body, yeah. And that's cool. I'm all right with that. I'm, I'm with it, man. I'm with it. <laughs> Eventually, I guess they got to set up something for Braun Strowman, though, because he just been going through enhancement after enhancement. Eventually, they got to put my man in some kind of feud with the actual superstar. Oh, they will. They're holding out for a little bit, which is no problem. I don't think. I think that they've got enough going on. Oh, they got plenty going on. Where it's like they just need to keep him where he's at. I'm interested. So I'm. I'm just interested to see where they take him. Mm-hmm. Like who they're gonna first put him starting with because it's got to be big. It, it can't be. It, it, they got to get it right because they've been holding off for so long that if they put him with somebody and the feud just doesn't, it just fizzles. It's gonna be like, oh, like you know. So. We'll see. We'll see. And we do have Clash of Champions coming up in a couple weeks. Um, and that's the Raw brand pay-per-view. Um, and that's going to be pretty good. Uh, I'm excited about that. All Raw championships on the line. Uh, next month, they have another SmackDown one. No Mercy. Two weeks after. They're, now, is the, I'm going to ask you this. Is this oversaturation? Now, they've been putting on these five, six-hour pay-per-views, SummerSlam, WrestleMania, whatever it is. Um, some of these new specials are like two and a half hours long, but still, you got three hours on Monday night, you got two hours on Tuesday, you got NXT, and Cruiserweight Classic has concluded, but you still got NXT on Wednesday. Um, is it too much? Or are they just trying to give everybody something to do because they have so many pieces of talent and so much content? They've got, undoubtedly, uh, WWE has too much content. It's, it's great, but here's the issue with too much content. It doesn't make it special anymore. You know what I mean? It's almost like, you know, I know we always go back to the Attitude Era. We but, do. like, you know, when you saw certain people wrestle on Raw and Attitude Era, like if Austin actually had a match, it was kind of a big deal, you know, if he was a champion. Because, like, the champion didn't wrestle every Raw. You right. know what I'm saying? It was like, oh, this is big. You know what I mean? Like, um, and it just, it just like when there wasn't a, a pay-per-view every single month. It, so with the pay-per-views that you had, it was a big deal. You know what I mean? It was special. Um, nowadays, it's just like, you, you know, you, you even though they've got so much talent and they're, they're doing a better job of not just recycling the same matches over and over again. This is but true. But then they do certain things like right before SummerSlam, they had Rusev face Roman Reigns when this was the exact match that was going to happen on SummerSlam. So then it's like... Still looking for the reasoning behind that. Right. So then it's like you see stuff like that and you're just like, well, like what are they... Like It's too much. Like they, But they didn't have anything else for them. So mm-hmm. they, like, put them together, and then they, like, do this botch thing at SummerSlam. But it's like, you already didn't care about the SummerSlam match because you just watched it. Right. Raw. And plus, that was six hours into the show. So uh, I don't know if that was the right. come down after what the yeah. title matches were supposed to be. And I'm going to go off on a tangent yeah. here. Um, Roman Reigns, do you see him facing The Undertaker? Roman, I do not see Reigns facing The Undertaker. I don't really know. I mean, they set up Undertaker feuds out of nowhere anyway, so it's not like it's got to be like. That's what I'm saying. They got to give him a credible opponent. They they got to give him a credible opponent. Um, 
John Cena is the only one left on the list that I can see. But Roman Reigns coming up, though, trying to come up and trying to face this as a heel, as he face kind of thing. Do you put him in that match, kind of like this Rocky Balboa thing? Do you put him in the in the match with the seasoned veteran who's going to beat the crap out of him? And uh, who knows who goes over? I don't know. But do, do you do that to get a story behind that? Um, I, I feel like it could be a right move. I feel like with this, I'm not a good guy, bad guy. You know, Roman Reigns can kind of come off a little arrogant. I think it will be good, like, I don't care if you're the dead man. You know what I'm saying? When my fist meets your face, you know it's like <laughs> you know it's just gonna. That hurt was pretty people. good. <laughs> it's just gonna it's just gonna irk people. You know what I'm saying? It's like everybody wants to get behind the Undertaker. So if they're looking for a real way to turn Roman Reigns Hill, great. That's this it. is a great move. <laughs> That's a great move. And I think they'll put on a, a halfway decent match. I mean, Undertaker isn't putting on the matches he used to. What can you expect? The guy's over 50 years old. So. Yeah, but even so, I mean, he's been putting on, like, last year he was in that Hell in a Cell match with Brock Lesnar. It was over 30 minutes long, and it was brutal. Yeah. It was fantastic. You mean uh, Shane? Um, uh, no, no, no. Hell, no. He did that at WrestleMania, but last year at Hell in a Cell, it was Brock Lesnar and The Undertaker. Oh, it was you're right. That yeah. Last one yeah. ever, whatever. Yeah. You're and, right. And it was one where Brock ripped the ring apart. Yeah. And, uh, man, see, that was emotional. I got into that. I yeah. was invested in it. I was like, man, Taker took a beating in that match. And he lost, so he put Brock over, which right. is great. Um, what's next for Brock? That's an interesting question, too, because, uh, you know, We've all, they've been talking about Samoa Joe coming up from NXT, or they talk about Kevin Owens up here who's, who's getting a good run right now. I mean, I don't even know who you put against Brock at this point because you need a credible opponent. I mean, he tore Randy Orton apart at SummerSlam. Yeah. You had to I, have that UFC fight moment where the blood came out and right. you got the collar. Let me tell you something. Now, this is where I say you put somebody like a Braun Strowman against a Brock Lesnar. Oh. Reason being is... You look at Braun Strowman and you say, oh, Brock just can't toss him around like he did Randy Orton. Right. Or like he's done other opponents. It's like, you look at him and you say, hey, man, this is credible. This is like, if these two dudes were going at it in the street, yeah, Brock Lesnar is a seasoned fighter, but Braun Strowman is a former strongman. So he just ain't going to get taken down. You know what I mean? I would, di- so I would get into that. I, right. So I you're kind of getting into the that. story of that match because it's like, dude, I don't know. Brock Lesnar just can't decimate him. You know what I'm saying? Like, Braun Strowman towers over Lesnar. He's just as strong as Lesnar. You know what I mean? So it's like, I, that's where that's what I'm saying. If you want a credible opponent, that's where that's where I'm going. I wouldn't want to see, I would want to see that. I would want to see Brock Lesnar as a surprise entrant into the Royal Rumble. I don't want to see him win it. But I would love to see him come into the Rumble for a spot where he just clears the ring. And then maybe that's where you put a Strowman in or whatever his next credible opponent. Now, here's the thing. They've been playing all these video well, game things. And they've been talking about this Goldberg thing. Um... And they're, they're, they're really just setting the apple for Brock and Goldberg, and they're trying to stretch it out as long mm. as they can. I don't know. It's a, it's an interesting story, but as far as Goldberg goes in the match that they had, WrestleMania 20, which was terrible, um, I don't know, yeah, As long as nobody goes back and watch that, maybe you'll get excited. They but, should I never mean, mention that. Yeah. Never. But, uh, I mean... I'm sorry I did. I can't say I'll be excited to see that, you know, just because Brock Lesnar... Brock Lesnar's just been doing, like, almost squash matches. I mean, no, I can't say that. He's been having some real matches. Goldberg, in general, hasn't wrestled in forever. Or we haven't seen him wrestle. No, I, I mean, he's, he works out and he does his, uh, you know, jujitsu and all this right. kind of stuff. But he hasn't he been in the ring in working. Shape. Right, but he hasn't been in the ring working. I don't know what it's going to look like. He was never the strongest wrestler. I mean, the Goldberg's glory days was when he just squashed people. Like, That's that, right. After his streak was done and he actually had to put on full-length matches... You know, I don't think there was much excitement besides his entrance. It was just like, okay, it's a Goldberg match, you know. Right. He's big. He's dominant. 
Um, it would be good for the spectacle and good for the good for the ticket dollars, and that's it. But I don't think it would be like a, a five star match or anything like that. Right? No, no. And it'd be a one time game, one time deal. Definitely, definitely. So I know we go off on tangents here, and this is fantastic. But you know, we got a lot of WWE coming up, a lot of NXT coming up. The Cruiserweight Classic has just concluded recently. Um, all the cruiserweights are going to Raw. There is a cruiserweight championship now, which is pretty cool. Um, I think we're going to come back in a couple of weeks and we're going to talk about, uh, um, you know, evolution at uh, EWA, World War Z. That will have just happened, so I'm sure we'll wrap up a little bit on that. More EWA Pro Wrestling guests. Um, You know, we're going to have a lot more coming up uh, with WWE, with NXT, with TNA. TNA's got their Bound for Glory pay-per-view. They're actually putting on a pay-per-view. It's in the beginning of October. Check out your local pay-per-view provider. Uh, What you got on that? Um... Can I sidetrack for a second? Of course. I just thought about something that you said about Brock Lesnar entering the Royal Rumble. Isn't that what they did at this Royal Rumble where he entered, but then the Wyatts like kind of screwed him out of the Royal Rumble? Isn't that what happened? And then was that this they, year? Or and last then they, year? and then they started that like well, it was supposed oh, to be they a started feud. It was supposed to be Brock and Bray. Yeah, it's supposed to be Brock and Bray, but then they kind of just let that fizzle out. They didn't like move forward. So I think they kind of already did that where they entered him in and he gets like kind of screwed out of. You're way. right. Yeah, and I, and it's hard to remember because it didn't make an impact. Right, it never yeah. went anywhere. Yeah, they like just. I like remember us talking about that. Yeah, when we when we used to work together up there, and yeah. I was like, yeah, what are you going to do? Because remember, man? it was that special that they were doing on the network where supposed we thought it was going to be Bray and Brock, but then they switched it to Luke Harper right. versus Brock Lesnar. Was like, what what happened here? Like we were like everybody was confused. Like yeah. Yeah, so. so they may do that, may they may not, you know. And I always thought that Bray would have been an interesting opponent for Brock. I don't see him, I don't see it going anywhere. But yeah, uh, tangent. What's next for Brock? It has to be written well. It has to be done well. And it's going to be once every couple of months, and that's good. Brock is an attraction, um, so that's cool. Uh, other than that, uh, yeah, we're going to come back in a couple of weeks. Uh, you know, you find us on SoundCloud. Find us on YouTube now, um, and that's awesome. We did talk to Rayburn today. Great guest. Thank you very much for joining the EWA Pro Wrestling Podcast. Uh, what uh, And the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast, I should say. And what do you got for us, Big Ugly, before we take this thing home? Um, I have no more tangents. We're just going to wrap this up. Uh, we want to thank everybody for listening. Check us out on SoundCloud, YouTube, Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast on YouTube, Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast on SoundCloud. Uh, on Facebook, Facebook, too. Dirty Ugly Wrestling podcast comments likes comments, follows likes. please smash the like button subscribe to us on soundcloud smash it um and uh you know share this share this podcast yeah. with people you know like if people like podcasts if people like wrestling share it yeah. like if you and if you listen it's always more fun to discuss wrestling with wrestling fans like that's what we do you that's know what we we're do. not right we're not wrong we're just fans we so. haven't said that in a while yeah we haven't yeah. but it's true yeah so you know, it's always fun. So go ahead and comment, you know, because we want to comment. We want to comment on the show and on, you know, we'll write you back as well about just what's going on in the business. Absolutely. So we look forward to hearing from you. We look forward to coming back and talking to you again. I got a tangent, man. What? You just said you had no more tangents today. I know. How's my man Eli Drake doing over Eli at Eli Drake. Dummy. Yeah. Um, I love it. Eli Drake is on a roll. He's on the upper mid card. Um, he's in uh, this championship tournament that they got, this global championship. It's a new thing where um, you wrestle three in a match. It's like three rounds, three minutes apiece. And you go three minutes, there's a break. You go three minutes, there's a break. You go three minutes, there's a break. If you pin or submit, you win. Um, other than that, there's judges outside. So if you go to the a whole distance, all three rounds, the judges decide who wins the match. Um, Aaron Rex is in that, which is uh, basically Damian Sandow. Um, Eli Drake is in that. I think that's where it's going to be at the end. 
Uh, Eli Drake is doing great. Uh, TNA may not be doing overly so great overall, but uh, yeah. they're getting better, like we were talking about. I heard now. their pay-per-view numbers weren't that great for this recent one they did. Not the recent one, but with this uh, one coming up, I mean, they got a pretty intriguing EC3 and Bobby Lashley storyline. They got pretty intriguing people. The Miracle Mike Bennett and Moose are up on top of that. Uh, Broken Matt Hardy and Brother Nero, them against Decay. They, they got it. All they got to do is change the brand, man. Just rebrand it. Like, just kind of start over fresh as, like, this new thing. It'll build a buzz, man. I think the TNA name just brings, like, kind of this bad vibe with it of, I, I don't it, know. It went up and then it went down. Yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, they could rebrand it. I mean, but they do have some notoriety out there. Impact Wrestling has a notoriety, too. Um, so... If they, they, they're working on it. They're still around. So, I love Eli Drake. Uh, I love every time he comes on television. It's a great thing. Um, so I hate that ring, too. I'm you sorry. don't like the six-sided ring? I don't like six-sided ring, man. It, it feels awkward. When Hogan went over to TNA several years ago, he brought back the four-sided ring. And I think going into that spot where Hogan was there, they had the most notoriety. They had the most money. They had the most yeah. push behind them. And they switched it to the four-sided ring. Then it all started to fall off. So they needed something to revitalize. They went back to six. It kind of sets them apart. I understand that, but it's got to be challenging to work in. AJ Styles will even tell you, um, the first time he got into a four-sided ring, after being in that six-sided ring forever, it was like, man, this is different. Yeah. You know, this is different. And um, But um, I've never stepped into a six-sided ring. I, I don't know. It, it might be a little bit more snug, a little bit more stiff. But I don't know how that works for the boys. But they should go back. Yeah. If they want to make it a pro wrestling, make a four-sided ring, and then focus on the content and focus on the work in the ring. So, Absolutely. anyway, more tangents. Hey, if you got a tangent for us, let us know. Comment, <laughs> like, email, you know, let us know. We got a lot of uh, dedicated followers and listeners, and we want more, and we, we appreciate you. So, uh, from the mansion, this is the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. My name is Dirty Mike. And I am the Big Ugly. And we're going to see you next time, because we're going to say it right now, as we always do, three, two, one, deuces. deuces.